Bumble Buddies, the podcast for the Blazers. Should I go Bumble Boys or Justice and Equality? My name is Alex Hanek. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. The Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators, and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 32, and we have played 88 or possibly 89 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Alex, Hello. this is a special. This is a special one. This is an oddball. It's a really uh, weird episode. As the listeners might recognize, we do not have a guest. We do not have no a guest, guest here. Um, and, You're probably uh, thinking, "What the fuck is going on?" What have Eric and Alex done this time? They've cranked up the machine and turned the cheese up to a hundred percent. We love We're to going eat cheese, folks. We're going mad cheese on this one. We uh, hundo cheese. Uh, we kind of screwed up, right? In some ways, I don't know if we. Well, screwed up. I actually think that this is the best way it could have possibly gone. Um, okay. Do you? Should okay. We, should we, get we, we have it? to give a little bit of background. Yeah. Okay. So we played uh, a game called Glittermitten Grove in episode twenty nine with mm-hmm. Liz Maupin. We yeah. thought it was a fun and sort of breezy management sim about fairies in the woods with a very scary winter component, mm-hmm. and we were wrong. Uh, listener Scott uh, Russen sent us an email that read like this. I just listened to your Glittermitten Grove episode. Maybe someone's contacted you already. They hadn't. But I thought I'd let you know that the game actually has a whole other, much bigger, weirder kind of comedy game hidden inside of it. Originally, they made a web game called Frog Fractions that was relatively popular because it has a secret game hidden if you played the simple base game enough. Then they had a Kickstarter that made $70,000 for the sequel, Frog Fractions 2, which is hidden inside of Glittermitten Grove. You can find it a few different ways, such as digging deep enough underground. Anyway, it's a pretty obtuse, secret-filled game, so it might be a little difficult to cover more in your pod. I just thought it's something interesting worth noting. Scott, God bless you, my Thank friend. Thank you, Scott. Yes. As, as we've articulated before, we're idiots. We yeah. don't know. We're not in this. We, we, we're not following the trades. We're just a couple dudes that uh, like games and like playing games, and... Um, this is this is like it, it's like if if we were I don't I I don't even know what it's what I don't like know what it's it's like I can't I there's no real it, it's I don't know it's like we've decided to just sort of stumble into the woods and we're like this is a fun little game here this Glittermitten Grove and like pretty much anyone who knows anything about indie games over the past four or five years knows about this lore of uh, of of frog fractions and um the subsequent uh kind of teasing out of glittermitten grove which took over two years of like hiding hints in other indie games and other uh alternate uh reality things and putting clues and puzzles out there and um <laughs> and so now we're we're playing this game like five years later and taking it at face value without um, the very rich uh, history and story in there. So uh, we decided to play it. We gave it a shot. Yeah, We uh, hopped on a stream and then we did it. Um, So this episode is us sort of like wrestling with what we encountered and then what we watched. Um, There's a pause in the middle where we are like, okay, let's go and talk about this some more after maybe reading a little bit more of it because we were speculating so wildly. Um, <laughs> and then we come back 
and uh, you hear our sort of more uh, well-articulated and more informed opinions about <laughs> very quickly. Uh, we just wanted to highlight this week's cause. Uh, we didn't have a guest this week, so we chose it ourselves. The cause is Good Kids Mad City Inglewood. GKMCE develops young leaders to advocate for resources that will allow them to create sustainable, livable community conditions, as well as provide tools to address both mental and physical trauma. Donate and learn more at GKMC Englewood, E-N-G-L-E, W-O-O-D.com. Um, we both spend a lot of time in Chicago. Obviously, Eric is from there, and uh, the release of the video of Adam Toledo and the Chicago police officer was completely horrific. So, Please send support to that city and uh, send your money, uh, GL support, whatever you can, uh, because there's a lot of folks out there who want to make things better and uh, could could use your help. Yeah, show them some love. Real, yeah. real big tragedy. Uh, we donate to them, and if you donate, send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com. We'll shout you on the show. Let's get into Glittermitten Grove and Frog Fractions too. We'll catch you on the other side. <laughs> Okay. Hello. Hi, Alex. Bundle buddies. Uh, we are. It's Sunday evening. We just replayed through Glitter Mitten Grove. Yes. And we played in an episode with Liz Maupin that we genuinely enjoyed. Yeah. A... Yeah. So there's okay. So there's this game. It's called Glitter Mitten Grove, and it was re- released by Adult Swim, and it's by. Um, Two beard, two beards. So it's a, that game is itself a kind of a, a delightful game, right? Like a, just Very a small, fun. a small game about fairies and resource management. And uh, you can use fireworks to explode into the ground to mine and you can build up trees and build houses in them. And, and, and on its face value, kind of just, I, you know, an enjoyable you know, nothing too wild game. So we played it. And we reviewed it as if that's all it were. Because, because that's all we thought it was. We were we're idiots. You know, we're <laughs> we're playing through this bundle and, and with a lot of these games kind of entering into it. Um taking know, them completely at face value. And this, you know, we play this game and this is what this game is. Yes. So we got an email from a listener who was like um very kind about it but they're like you're wrong <laughs> glitterman grove is a front it's like a fake storefront for um this basically like meme of a game or you know a sequel to a meme of a game the first game is called uh, so it's it's a front for frog fractions 2 the first frog factions the premise was it's a classic stupid flash based like uh learning game that you're playing yeah that then unfolds into so much more than that yes so let me i'm gonna i'm gonna read the the and 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 it's funny too because like frog fractions came out basically a decade ago so you and i are kind of catching being caught up on and then like glitter mitten grove came out uh four years ago or five years ago at this point so we're we're sort of like behind the curve in terms of you know the 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 popularity of this uh epic troll job essentially but i want to so i i played frog fractions today and i just like scratched the surface even on that where you're this frog shooting your tongue up to catch bugs and you can do upgrades 
and then I'm gonna read the gameplay like Wikipedia. This is this is what uh fro this is what happens in Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions begins with a frog named Hop sitting on a lily pad. The player controls Hop, must use his tongue to attack insects while collecting and protecting fruit. The game later introduces upgrades that the player may purchase, including lock-on targeting, a cybernetic brain, and a flying dragon named Draggy. That is as far as I got. And if I continued playing, when the player collects enough fruit, they can buy a warp drive, which lets Hop ride Draggy through an asteroid field to Bug Mars, where he then battles an alien robot, Squid. Hop is then sent to Bug Court, where he signs for a work visa. Hop then travels under the water below Bug Mars while listening to a narrated fictional history of the creation of boxes. At the end of the maze, Hop activates a spaceship and the player must complete a text adventure game to return to Bug Mars. Upon returning, Hop runs for president in a Dance Dance Revolution style game. Regardless of how well the player performs, Hop succeeds in being elected president and a fake credit scene be plays. After the fake credits, the player must complete a business simulator manufacturing bug pornography to unlock further upgrades. Once all required upgrades are collected, the game concludes. The game takes about an hour to complete. How far, when you played this game, Alex, Frog Fractions, how far did you get? I got the warp drive. But okay. one of the things that happens before you get the warp drive is you're going back and forth and there's this like funny joke that happens in it where once you've kind of maxed out all the features other than the warp, warp drive, you can you keep on turning like targeting mode on and off uh, from the upgrade menu, and it just keeps on going. And it says funny like little silly things every single time. But eventually, what happens is once you get the dragon and you can fly everywhere, if you go down into the water, all the fruit that's fallen from the top up it's, there is now in, down there and then that gives you all the fruit you need to buy the warp drive and then you're on your way you know so yeah this is a like the game inside of a game thing is is not new right like that's it's pretty classic as far as video games go there are games buried inside of games and it's this sort of different than like you know we've talked about gwent on the podcast or blitzball right like so we've talked about like mini games that are games sort of designed in it and then this is more in that like hidden games completely just this is just like people who love this kind of epic i think troll job is a funny way to put it like that's what it is it's like it's just it's so silly so over the top that they would like completely hide the like there's someone you can just play frog factions on its face the original one and never really figure out be like huh that was a fun way to pass an afternoon yeah and but, then they carry that through in this except glittermitten grove is like an even funner way to pass an afternoon and <laughs> i the the thing that i love so much about it is that like because we have played so many games that feel like glittermitten grove in that it's like well it's a little rough around the edges but it's fun and there's a lot of aspects of it that i like and i enjoyed myself when i played it that I just can't imagine there are people who would play Glittermitten Grove without knowing that Frog Factions 2 is hidden inside of it. I you mean, know? yeah, it's us. We did it. We yeah. were we were a hundred percent. We're we're the the hayseeds, you know, with the the yokels with the big fucking in the in the overalls with no shirt on, being like, I'll log this 
freaking glitter mitten grove game i, I mean, think the music's pretty that's the thing <laughs> is like it's a fun game and it is fun it is so fun too is like a nightmare it's like walking into just sort of a broken brain nightmare of a like fuck you <laughs> like thing which is hilarious incredible but so 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 we we got the email from the listener and then decided we were going to go back and try to play frog fractions too and i i wanted to go into it without knowing that uh what frog fractions 2 was like what you're going to play in it i figured it would be like frog fractions one in some way so me and eric just got off a stream where we uh read a little bit about how to do it and tried two of the methods to get into frog fractions 2 and then it took us about an hour and then we got there and frog fractions 2 itself is it's text. It's called so, text world. It's is, so inscrutable that it, like w- when we got there, I was like, oh, this is not like an hour and we'll play through it. This is like many playthroughs, many sessions to understand even like the barest minimum of like what to do in here. Be- because as we've said in the podcast many times, we are not like good gamers. We are like extremely casual fans of computer and video games in general. And we got into this thing and it just completely broke my brain just to look at it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what's important about this. Knowing that a lot of it was a troll job. I was like, do we need to even use all these things? You know, the different menu options and shit like that. So I yeah. was completely, uh, I feel like I was drowning. Oh my God. I mean like the, it's, it's there's and then there's mini games inside of it that we couldn't even access. We watched a playthrough video. Yeah, we 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 played. <laughs> we we got into the frog fractions and like sort of looked at the mountain in front of us and we're like, all right, let's just watch someone else's playthrough. So and, we pulled up Zach Scott Games playthrough and sort of skipped around a little bit with our jaws like completely on the floor. Just okay. So and this game, I mean, like it exists as this like in like sort of excessive. I don't know. Yeah, prank or whatever. I mean, they kickstarted it and raised $72,000 to make this game, which I think is like in some ways cashing in on Frog Fractions 1, right? Like the popularity of the game, you know, they never really um made, you know, did it to make a ton of money. Um and so, you know, this was like, okay, we're going to make Frog Fractions 2. You know, kickstarted it, got the money. And then didn't tell people when it was released inside of Glittermitten Grove, as well as like a handful of other uh, games had little teasers of it. And I <laughs> can I just read the the last section of the Wikipedia for Frog Fractions Two, which is reception. Yeah, which is so. Here's this this wild, crazy, laborious. You know, like putting in a ton of work in order to build out the sort of myth of this game, right? Like the myth of frog, like this wild kind of, you know, sprawly joke. And then like, and and then built it up and then did this and it received mixed reviews with reviewers noting that the anticipation of a frog fraction sequel has potentially diminished the surprise element that made the predecessor as popular as it was. Uh, Jay... Janine Hawkins wrote that Frog Fractions 2 feels more concerned with its own irreverence than with being outright surprising. 
Uh, Eurogamer wrote that a game, the game is stretched too thin with a more predictable format that robs it of its predecessors, more purposeful pace. And then Destructoid noted that without the element of surprise, uh, the sequel is just a collection of mostly bad mini games, which is like, it's so wild. It's so wild that so much effort was put into this and that it seems like people were just like, no, I'm not on board. <laughs> Which is like, I don't, yeah. A, there's something tragic about that. Like, I wonder, I mean, I wonder how, you know, imagine being a somebody who designs this entire, like, spends so much time to design this thing that is in itself, like, a fan service-y, you know, continued prank, and then to have <laughs> critics then almost prank you back and go like, eh, not worth it. <laughs> Well, but like, don't you Tragic. feel like that? No way, dude. This, it's all part of the con job. You, you know what I mean? You think that that even the, like the bad reviews kind of continue this? Like, it's like now now this person can be like, I'm on the I'm the, I'm on the outside, and you are are giving me bad reviews, but that's like a, not the point. But yeah, I mean, like you know, you you can't. I can't imagine that like that person really cares that much about reviews. You know what I mean? Like in general, <laughs> if the reason they made this game was to satisfy their sort of curiosity and like have a lot of fun with it and then be, and be frustrating on purpose mission fucking accomplished man. this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is, I, I will never come back and play frog factions two again, just watching what the actual gameplay consists of. I can't imagine a less enjoyable video game experience. You know, <laughs> the fact that it exists at all makes me so happy and I love it so, so much. And my experience of it is completely divorced from that reality <laughs> completely, but just it's, it's amazing. Like I'm on the steam page for glitter, glitter mitten grove right now. And there's no wink or nod or anything outside of the reviews and some of the other stuff that you can buy that's associated with it, that's anything other than Glitter Mitten Grove. Like, I love that. I absolutely love it. You know, <laughs> like, when do you get, when does this exist anymore? And another great thing, like reading the reviews, some people get it and some people don't. Yeah. It's I've, nuts. Which I think is like, it's kind of cool, right? Like, that's, I don't know, you know, like this idea of like, Having this sort of gatekeepery kind of like idea behind you need to know all the inside jokes of this thing, but then we're going to release it on its own and at its face value. I think it's like, is it's such a weird, like circle jerky kind of world in a way that I think has its, you know, like a circle jerk benefits and, and pluses and minuses, right? So it's like inside of this, you can kind of build this community of, of people sort of responding to one another. And then there's also that like, no, you don't get like, you don't get the joke here thing, which I think is like, it's fine, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It's not, I mean, maybe that's just not for me. It's not my, like, not my vibe. Maybe I'm a little bit too old now. And I'm like, I just want to play a video game. But also like, I, would never at at any point in my life have been able to make sense of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
just boot just watching the playthrough and watching like we played for about a half an hour once we got through Glittermitten Grove. And I I mean, I think you if you have uh access to Glittermitten Grove or it's ten bucks, um, or you've bought the bundle, uh the way to get I mean, I can I'm just gonna spoil how you find the way into frog fractions. There's either at the very top there's a door and somewhere inside the caves below after you blow it up with a bunch of fireworks you can find a door inside there and if you've got if you've got like if you want to find a real weird fun thing i don't know like it's fun because it sucks it's like it's hard to like fully recommend <laughs> but it's wild do man. It. i mean it's like it's like totally being like oh my god you know when you go out of town uh we've totally been out of town and there's this restaurant that nobody knows about and they serve just really bad hamburgers. <laughs> go. Exactly. You go check it out. It's, it's a secret. It's so strange. Yeah. And it's you go. Like, oh yeah. You have to go. It's, it's crazy. You go to this restaurant and you make a reservation there. And then halfway through your meal, you get up and go to the bathroom. Right. And then you have to hide in the bathroom for five minutes. <laughs> And then sneak through the kitchen into the refrigerator. And if you get caught, you have to go back. So you have to sneak through. And once you get to the the walk-in cooler, you have to, like, pick up some broccoli and put in another thing. And then that will open up a trap door and you get down there. And then they make, like, some okay cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> or just, like... They don't really make oak like you can they they you, there's like ground meat there. <laughs> it's just like and then you find ground meat. Oh yeah, and then but and then that's the joke is that like ground meat sucks so bad. <laughs> you can eat the whole thing and then it's you know. But at the same time it's like it it sucks so bad but it's laborious to play. But like that is the point of it in a certain way, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, like you know, what's I think what is so interesting to me right now, Eric, about the way you're reacting to this is like this has this goes so hard that even you have to kind of respect it. Oh, you know, yeah. because it becomes this is like a this is a maximalist project. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the the scale at which this operates as a video game, as a troll job, as like so many things like su surpasses anything you I know mean, that anything else in the bundle by but as far as i can tell by far well you know? it, it's almost like it's almost worth it as a wikipedia experience you know exactly what I mean? or like it, no what, like yes to not have to experience yourself <laughs> like watching that guy play it and like having my mouth like you know completely agape and just being like shocked like this like is... it was like we're like going through like this hour long playthrough and then it's like there's another part he's not done with this yet you know like i can't believe that it's such a like it's so ugly looking and it looks it's got like a very dissatisfying ending it seems like mm -hmm. it's and then it, the credits rolls <laughs> it's glitter it's it's uh frog fractions it does feel like it was so funny watching the playthrough too because um we should say who we who the playthrough it's a zach watch. scott games but here's the thing eric the credits roll and the game is not over yet oh my god I there's about that. an extra there's about another five minutes of footage that happens after we stop 
it's i mean it is so much like infinite jest where when you get to the end of it you're just sort of like wait why did i do that huh <laughs> like huh? why did i just read that what am i doing i you see that's where we differ because i read infinite jest and then instantly it was just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> i didn't i i sort of put it down and was like huh and was like well, I love that, but I don't think I'm smart enough to understand it. I don't know. I think, yeah, another troll jest. Like, this is, like, very much <laughs> an infinite jest kind of thing, right? Yeah, you're right. A maximalist project. It exists. It's so, like, it's so... Well, it's funny, right? It's it's so insulated and inside jokey and, you know, inaccessible, but at the same time the internet makes it so that you can kind of just experience it, it anyway, even if you aren't in on the joke. And so I wonder, Completely. like, so that's a strange thing too, then, right? Like what is, what are these like weird secret inside jokey things that exist now that like information is so readily available? I mean, like you and I still had to do actual research to try and get into this thing. It's, it's crazy though, that like, you can then you could also it's like here's the ways that you get into this game um you spend an hour to like get up and like get the door or uh you click onto youtube and you type in uh frog fractions playthrough <laughs> it's so funny dude and well and there's this element of it too that i think is so funny of like it kind of feels like maybe when it first came out, people were trying to solve it at the same time altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of fun and cool. Like yeah. thinking of it as like a a joint project to play through and people like figure out stuff and then go do it or like they're streaming it together and people are watching it. Like the community around that I think is kind of cool to try to crack this massive puzzle of a thing. Sure, um, yeah. But like I don't know. I, I kinda I, I just wish it had been because the first frog uh, fractions that I played, the point to I got to, I was just having a blast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like well, it's silly, the and then that thing happens, and then all this other shit happens, and you're just sort of like, "This rules! I'm having so much fun. This is great." That's and in what, this like, one, it's so refracted. To, yeah, it's yeah. it's refracted. It's like, okay, now I'm not having fun, and I have to do so much work to to have fun, and it's a completely different kind of fun from the first one. It's yeah, it's definitely somebody was like, you know what would be really funny is if I hid like to their to his friends was like, you know, it'd be funny is if I hid like just absolute nonsense inside of this thing that has this weird cult following. And, and in some ways, it is like the most fan service that you could do is to just be like, OK, fine. You liked my like weird thing. How about this worst, boring, weird thing? I, I think I don't know. Do you, I it's got to be intentional that it is just like bafflingly difficult. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, completely. Hundred like percent. This is somebody who's like, in some ways, like I don't like a. I don't know. I wonder. I, I yeah. I I'm fascinated by this. This is completely. Great it's amazing. And wild. This is the sort of this is the sort of video game I think you would have made. If you had made video games instead of uh, making the other other guys, that's maybe true. Yeah, where it's just like <laughs> definitely force of like real hardcore nerds, and then completely like, like it reminds me a lot of the sort of like improv shows and stuff like that we would see in Chicago when it was just performers performing for performers. You yeah, know? and there was like an electricity in the room and it's sort of a madness, 
And if it was hard to watch, it was like, oh, that's because that is exactly what is going on. You know, yeah, but that's I like think, the the angle they're going for. And I think that to me, the thing and it's just completely it's inscrutable to someone who doesn't have the kind of, you know, vocabulary or or, or visual vocabulary or knowledge of like the craft that you're watching, you know, to be able to understand it. Well, I think that the I mean, for me leaving Chicago, there was a point where it was like, OK, people are only just sort of doing inside jokey stuff for one another. I want to like. I could see being a game designer and being like, I'm actually really interested in, you know, like perfecting my craft and getting good at this, you know, thing. And then you've got, you know, this, this other side where you have these kind of like troll, like people who are becoming popular because of, you know, they probably could write, like make a very playable, delightful, entertaining game. But they choose not to. And then I, I do think that there is like in the same way that we have echo chambers, you know, on Facebook or whatever regarding like politics and stuff like that. When you get into this world of like thinking that you are cool, <laughs> then that can be like a, a dangerous sort of spot. Right. Because then you start like the 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 person you're responding to when you're making your 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 game it, it becomes like a smaller and smaller audience which i think is like you know i don't know i think i think can be it, it, it can sometimes be awesome and red like we just played the hex which i think is like in some ways very similar to this and in some ways very um it's almost like the the playable version of this right like it, a, a person who is kind of just as interested in the this sort of deconstruction but also then chose to make something that was tactile and maybe more like pop but but still pretty weird right like well but but that's my uh, i think you nailed it though you know what i mean this is you know free jazz might not be for you you know <laughs> but there's no denying that some free jazz is really good and it's a hundred percent music and it, but, and it might not be the music you'd like to listen to, or you might have to be in the exact kind of mode or like mood to listen to it, you know, but there's no denying that it's important, you know, and that it inspired a lot of folks and that there are times when it's great. Um, and you just have to have the right kind of ear and the right kind of like patience to be able to watch that sort of stuff unfold the right kind of like attitude to, to get to get it um but i i don't i i don't think that you can say like well you know what uh, that free jazz that stuff is, the people who make that are just jacking themselves off <laughs> you know, it's like they're 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 putting a lot of hard work into creating something that like appeals to a very certain kind of person you know uh and i feel like playing something like this that is so intentionally obtuse is such a different experience than playing most games which really really welcome you in there you know and like want you to succeed in the world of it and do all these things even like really hard games where it's like oh there you know if it's a hard game it's like well you know maybe you can't move your hands fast enough to do this anymore or you know whatever it might be this game is not for everyone and i i respect that so much i think that's so cool even though it's also not for me you know what i mean <laughs> like that's so clear just like interacting with it 
for for the small time I did, I was like, oh no, no freaking way. I'm glad this exists, <laughs> but I will never ever play this again. You know? Yeah. I am kind of curious to go back and watch the playthrough though, like uh, the the full way through. It's like six hours though. Oh my god. I, yeah. yeah. I'll watch it like as I'm going to bed instead of reading a book, and it will <laughs> like simulate or stimulate like the same parts of my brain <laughs> i don't know it seems like a it seems like a like a like an, a panic dream like the game seems like a just a just a real like it is a mood piece yeah i mean it is you're probably right there ah, well, free jazz you can't but you can't you know what i mean that everyone's brains work the same you know we're not we're it's the, we're talking about like the you know, our views about certain things are not hegemonic, you know, or our experiences of the world. And maybe there are people who are so fucking sick of being welcomed into something, you know, that well, this no, actually was welcoming. I don't you know. know. I mean, to, I, to I feel like to, like, I feel to like try to figure it out. It's more like these people are so sick of being left out of everything because they like video games. <laughs> that They decided to create like the sports experience that they've always had like the they created their own hierarchy where at the top of it is this like masterful joke that and if you're cool there is like a there's definitely no no but that's i think that's you're you're applying your own because it's not for you you're assuming that like for them to create it is at the top you know what i mean like i think that it's just it could just exist, you know? I don't think people who made free jazz were like, oh, this is like, the stuff, other stuff is like bad and this is good. You know what I mean? I don't think there's that kind of, ju- uh, I don't feel like no, there's that kind I of judgment. No, I think 100% there's that kind of judgment in this. I think that oh, this, wow. this felt like a very much, a thing that you make when when you've spent so much time inside of a, and I'm sure that there are people who make free jazz who are hundred percent snobs and judgy, right? Like free, like you're, you get there because you, you've consumed so much and right. And it's like, there's not like, you're not, I don't know, man. Some people's just, some people are just wired different. You know what I mean? You think so? I think I a hundred percent do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, of course people, there are, there are people who are wired different, but I think a lot of those people, like this is a game that is created. Like you, you can't tell me that there's not. You don't taste a tiny level of spite inside of this. Like I think that there's. I don't think you could be a hundred percent like. This is just like a totally, you know, like somebody just like did their own thing, right? Like this is somebody like kickstarted this and then released this like, you know, joke that is the then like funny inside of this like world that has its own weird gatekeepers inside of it like it's not it's not just this like you know like blank canvas or anything like there's still personalities and egos that are involved in the creation of something like this and the the consumption of something like this a hundred percent because they could because it creates then this thing where where then these people can go to these conferences and go like oh my god i have played frog fractions too like and you know and and do their own little back padding and you know i so i it's not just it's not just like you know like i i 
I agree that there is a way. But how can you know that? You know what I mean? Like that there's a there's a question of like the intention of the artist here that we can't possibly. Oh, but we can speculate and it's fun to speculate, right? I think it's fun to speculate. Yes. But I I just sort of (laughs) I'd sort of feel like. I don't know, man. Maybe this guy was like, this this thing's fucking fun to me. I don't know what all these people are talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is exactly the kind of inscrutable nonsense that I really love to do. I know? mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm down with that. I don't know that I... I think what makes you so mad is that you came to Los Angeles and you sold out to become an incredible screenwriter. You are a very, very good writer, but you are making approachable work now. I know. And this game <laughs> is the sort of shit that you would have made in your 20s when you were like, fuck them, I don't give a shit if they catch up with me, you know? And now you react so hard to it because you're like, you're like, oh man, I would have loved this back then, but I was wrong back then. And you weren't, you weren't. You made such good shit back then too. You know what I mean? You just have to resist the urge to fall back into that. Yeah. So there's this world of like postmodern game design, like hyper referential game design. I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) you fucking roasted my ass. But it's true. I'm not wrong about this. This is 100% the type of thing I would have made if I was a game designer. Yeah. And just like, you know, with my four buds been like, hey, here's how you get to the middle of this place. And uh, and found, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, but like, it's so funny to me. Okay, so here's what I, here's what I think is, is, is of note is that Frog Fractions 1 is fun to play from the jump. Yes, yes. Right? And this is not, this is not fun. And that is that was like a choice that feels like a fuck you choice, which I think is funny. <laughs> but I think also like you can respond to being said fuck you to, right? And that that you know, like if I'm gonna play a game where like the game is giving me a middle finger when I know that the game designer can be like, hey, you know, like Frog Factions was it is pretty crazy that they had all these resources now and this was the game they made yeah that's pretty amazing that's got eric i think i think what we should do Uh is let's tomorrow let's share a bunch of research and interviews with each other about like the people who made this game (laughs) and then we'll comment uh we'll do the intro tomorrow and then we'll comment on the second half of it maybe it's like a 15 minute thing like at like a post conversation now that we've learned a little bit about it because this this last chunk of time, I think, is the perfect documentation to us when our, our opinions about it are sort of raw and we're really struggling with it a little bit. But now I think it, it would it, we would benefit from learning a little bit more about this and sort okay. of the intentions there. And, I like that. You know, we can kind of find out if one of us actually are right or if there's even something else going on in here. Um, okay, I'm down to but that. So, so, so you'll hear from us again in a second. It'll be the next day. We'll, <laughs> we'll Eric will have had a day of work. Bit. We'll have digested a little bit more and we'll give you our final thoughts. Uh, right. So signing off for now, uh, we'll talk to you in a moment and you'll hear us again. So I just want to, all right. So, so I've done a little bit of, of, of reading now and, and I feel like I kind of missed the mark when I said that there was bitterness behind uh, the design of, of this new game here. Um, cause, cause from just sort of reading, um, 
about the development and and creation and i want to get uh this dude's name right um jim crawford who who was the the designer who made the original frog fractions had had not really made it was had like been making a thing for his friends right and then that thing kind of blew up and um he he you know years later writes this blog post where he talks about how um when you make something and it's like the first thing that you've made and it becomes wildly popular you've learned nothing and i think that that is so like i like like, yeah, this guy's post was really, really interesting. The, I, it's on twinbeard.com, and the heading is How I Learned to Tell Stories on Purpose. It's worth going and giving a read. I think it's so, it's that's like, I, you know, like, I, I, there's so many examples of, you know, like in movies, like Donnie Darko, right? Somebody who makes kind of this first movie and it's wildly successful and then is sort of asked to make their second thing and, and kind of, um, has trouble with it because with with that expectation comes a a sort of like lack of kind of um freedom in some ways right like whereas frog Mm -hmm. fractions was just sort of made as this sort of like you know like funny project outsider art thing and that people then fell in love with the anticipation of having to create a sequel for that and suddenly becoming like part of the scene and conversation seems to have been, have created, was, was probably very exciting, but seems to have created a lot of stress as well. So totally. And, and I think that the, like, I mean, personally, I'm not somebody who played a lot of the like games that are being referenced in the second frog fractions right like it's those very early kind of floppy disk you know geometric shapes moving yeah around. we read another interview from pokeyfriends.com eric did a great job sourcing some interviews to read uh, about sort of some of the inspirations uh, specifically a game called zzt which i had never heard of but yeah. looking at the art from it it looks a lot like text world in glittermitten grove yeah and the the res- the like sort of response it seems like they got was people who liked those games those like older ones loved you know the references in uh frog fractions too but then that the people that didn't (laughs) were just like less interested which is kind of the experience that you and i had as we were playing it was was yeah it was a sort of um there's like a like an element of dissatisfaction in the in that part of the gameplay right whereas the the lore and the excitement about kind of discovering a hidden gem inside of this thing is very, uh, that is very exciting and very cool. But the, you know, the idea that, that like the game itself, it it didn't like blow our minds, right? Like, or, you know, it wasn't because we don't really have those reference points. Well, there's also, I think just an element, like the first game is referencing sort of like weird, shitty flash games, you know, which is something that, I think because of the, you know, flash games were such a big deal for, I think, both of us at yeah. a certain point in our lives. Like anyone of our age played a lot of flash games. You know, it was just sort of a reality. If you had access to an Internet, you know, the Internet or like a computer a desktop in your family room or something like that, you would like spend hours playing these bullshit games. Uh, so it's much more accessible. And to see something 
go from that to like weird is like really cool. And this it, like the the Far Factions too, it's it, it's less accessible, but also like people are expecting it to be the same feeling. And I actually do think he did a good job of delivering a similar feeling. It, it's just not in a thing that is nearly as widespread, which, you know, I think the response to it on your end was to say like, it's a fuck you. And on mine, it was like, no, it's just not, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's not a fuck you. It's just like, I don't get this. It's so clearly not like for me, but like the fuck you could be implicit because there is some expectation. And this feels like such a, specific turn away from something that would be, you know, accessible to people. So I, I don't think either of us were wrong in our um, estimation of like the game. It's just sort of like the, the perception of it was different for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely read this like, you know, kind of big reveal as being something that was like, ha ha tricked you from like, a sort of master right when it was just sort of like in a lot of ways like had not had that experience like at, you know tons of tons and tons and tons of game design experience and then was suddenly thrown into this this world where where you know he had he was is now one of the heads or whatever um i could see that being like wildly stressful and then he talks also about how whereas frog fractions was kind of built from base up right like it started with this like goofy flash game and then it was like okay then what if i do this and then what if i do this right so that like each moment was responding to the next this game was designed in a totally different way where he had kind of like built out these these worlds or whatever or built out these mini games and then was trying to retroactively sort of fit things together and i think like I get the sense that there's a little bit of like an aggravation with himself in, in the way that that was delivered. Right. Like, or, you know, like I get the sense that, that there's a, like, you know, maybe an unhappiness with the reception of this. (laughs) You just can't help yourself. You gotta, you gotta read into it a little deeper. I mean, like he's talking because, because then the, the sort of the, the cap on all of this is the, is the, the frog with a hat (laughs) frog. Yeah. The cap on the, what's it called? It's like frog cap. um, Hoppy frog fractions hat DLC, which like, is seems to be something that he is actually very satisfied with where where you know he started with storytelling or or you know he feels like he learned storytelling finally <laughs> like 5 years later right and like is trying to level up his game design as he as he's um doing this and processing this and then one thing that I that I think we've talked about a little bit this is sort of separate but um we've mentioned it a bunch is the exposition stuff that um that you know we've we've played a lot of these games now where people just sort of slam you with text and adding a little bit of interactivity with that like people will just click on every single text bubble in a conversation between two people and spend just as much time reading exposition as long as they have a small amount of interactivity Whereas, you know, if you just give somebody a giant block of text, they they kind of become disinterested pretty quickly. But I think that, I mean, like, I'm very excited to play Frog Fractions Hat DLC because that seems like this kind of, 
maybe you know like not fully realized but kind of like evolved version of taking you know the lessons from the second game because he's he's pretty i think he feels that like he didn't learn lessons from that first game right so went into the second game with all the expectation and none of the groundwork right and and that's and that's i think so fascinating to me Oh, you know what's interesting, Eric? I didn't realize that that post, How I Learned to Tell Stories on Purpose, was about a new game. I thought that was about Glittermitten Grove, not no. Frog Fractions DLC. No, that makes total sense. So I was like, man, there's a lot of plot in Glittermitten in this like Frog Fractions 2 Glittermitten Grove that <laughs> I did not like pick up on at all. This is crazy. It seems very, very involved. But yeah, now that you've said that, I am also excited to play the the DLC, the Frog uh, Factions hat DLC. That sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems super cool. I yeah, I, I definitely I I didn't I, I I think the bitterness that I read into that was I mean what we got here is a classic, it's a classic sophomore album slump, my man. You know, that's just <laughs> Yeah, I mean it really is, you know, it's um it's insomniac, right? It's I I, I love that it exists though. I still I still feel the same way about everything and like there's like all the ARG and all that shit like what he's talking about. It all just seems <laughs> the fact that this like I I can't divorce my knowledge of sort of the like learning about something like this, you know, and having people be so excited about it and actually finding out that people were kind of disappointed by it like makes it even that much better to me, you know. That's funny. <laughs> I love it. I love that, that just the ephemera surrounding everything is so important. And the fact that they put it out there and it was like, oh, you can't actually like people didn't find it for a while. They had to figure out which fucking game this thing was hidden in. And then when they finally found the game and they found the thing, it was this crazy text thing, you know, like it's so it's, strange. It's yeah. So it's, strange. It's so like it really is. It's so wild. It's so like, wild. Yeah, it's like getting there and then just being so like, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> this is the thing that we like we were building up to for such a long time. Oh. And then like, yeah, the like <laughs> the fact that the reviews are so like kind of harsh or like not even harsh. It's just sort of like fairly dismissive, right? Like people were just sort of like, oh, uh, okay and that's that's such a bummer that's such a like i love it i don't know it's so wild this is i don't know man you you live and you learn you live (laughs) you learn well either way are are we a player a pass on uh frog fractions too uh i'll start I am a pass. You listen to this episode, <laughs> watch some streaming, play it. Maybe get Glitterbit and Grove, which I do think is a really fun little game uh, to check out. But you don't, you really don't need to play Frog Fractions too. Oh my god! Unless anything we've said sounds appealing to you, but like for me, I I don't ever want to go back to it again. Just thinking <laughs> about it gives me the shivers. I yeah, having never played Frog Fractions Hat DLC, I'm gonna say, you know. Toss the dude ten bucks and down and get Frog Fractions Hat DLC because that sounds like, I mean we haven't played it. We should play it at some point and actually review it. But yeah, I think we'll do it. We'll do it next month. Another solo episode. It'll be great. I yeah I I yeah. You know what? It's worth 
having that experience. It's worth the experience of finding the secret door in Glitter Mitten Grove to find yeah. to get Frog right. Like Glitter Mitten Grove is his own game, but the secret door to find Frog Fractions Two is like that's that's why you should play Frog Fractions Two is is because finding the secret door in Glitter Mitten Grove is really fun. Also, the fairies' names in Glitter Mitten Grove crack my ass. Up. They're great. They're so good. I yeah, the game is the game is yeah pretty pretty mind boggling. We really also we could have probably spent more time inside of it. I think it's maybe not quite as um, obtuse as we maybe think it is. But I think like yeah, it feels very yeah. It, I don't know. It's cool though. It's it's nice that it is cool. There's mystery still in the world. You know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I, but so if you play. know what, just so play. Oh, I love it. Play. I love it. I love it. It's who would have who would have thought that uh, we would have had the reviews uh, separately that we just had when we got this conversation <laughs> going. Where I'm like, I love it so much. I'm so glad it exists. I'm a pass, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It sucks. I hate it. I'm mad at the person who made it. Ugh, I'm a play. <laughs> Check it out. It's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Who do? It's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, I wish, well, I that's wish that, folks. Jim Crawford, oh, no, go ahead, Eric. you know, the best. I like, like, this is, this is such a fascinating wild ride that this guy ended up on just by making. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Really stupid game for his buds. Right. That was like kind of, you know, postmodern and jokey. And then like ended up on this, this, crazy ride and it seems like it's maybe somewhere on the other side of it you know has a family living his life um oh, it's cool that itself is the cool thing that's the cool thing and you know what i think the cool thing was the trip that you and i took experiencing it maybe it was the maybe the journey was the friends we made along the way <laughs> Okay, wow, that was great. What a great episode. <laughs> Alex, I think that you and I are getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. This is one of my favorite episodes we've done of this. So we'll I'm, see. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm intri- this I'm, I'm excited about. This is like maybe the first time that we've actually done some research. Other than just playing <laughs> the video games. Um, I love it. it. You know, it's, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> Um, our guest next week is the amazing Megan Ritchie, who is a screenwriter and writer here in Los Angeles. A good friend oh, she's of Eric's. Awesome. Megan's yeah. a, a good pal. Good pal. Uh, and the games we are playing are Starfighter R&D HD Edition from Gord Games, a shoot-em-up twin-stick shooter action game. The oh, Hex cool. from Daniel Mullins Games, a meta-mystery narrative story-rich game. Cool. And Word Forward from Rocket Ship Park, a puzzle coffee word forward word game relaxing game uh it's a good app should we start building like um like little puzzle mystery things into our episodes of bundle buddies (laughs) i don't think i think we have i mean i i think better to say that we always have been and let people go back and try to to figure it out oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. there's a game hidden in bundle buddies you have to go find (laughs) it 
Uh, Alex, I love you, my dude. Love you too, my man. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Boy, love ya. Always have. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Hannett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Miyoshiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs>